Comics to my right, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my left, G Double himself, Garrett. How you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. Here for the week of uh, September seventh, uh, eighth uh, of 2021, uh, the second week in September. We're eight days in Pastrallo. This thing is wow. flying by. Two weeks in to we're in the beginning of the second week of September. And uh, the world uh, is uh, wondering whether or not it is fall or, or summer still. The weather keeps going back. We'll talk about the weather in a little bit here. Let's not get too carried away with the weather. Um, uh, you know, we have, uh, uh, we talk about new comic books coming out this week. We'll talk about a review of two comic books from last week. And then also a little uh, taste from our book club. What's that called, Garrett? Wednesday Comics, League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents... Uh, the new X-Men volume one, E for extinction. We'll talk about one issue from there. Issue three of the trade, but it's issue like what? One 16, one fifteen, something like that. Something like that. Uh, and then stick around for the end of the show. We'll have an interview with, uh, uh, Shane from Supercon. Talk about Supercon heroes homecoming October 1st to the 3rd, 2021 about what to expect there how to get your tickets, everything you need to know about Supercon 2021. So, uh, But before we get there, Alex, we got to go through something called the Focus Forecast. You understand? Garrett, you ready? Batman slash so Catwoman focused. number seven. This is Liam Sharp and Tom King. Uh, what do you think about the uh, Batwoman? Ooh, Batwoman. Batman Catwoman. Uh, I love this book. Um you know, Tom King can be hit or miss. You know, he's been, I think, more of a hit uh, lately, except, you know, Marv- or Alex might not agree on Rorschach. Um, but Dude, the book is shit. It's, that's shit. all there is to it. You're <laughs> shit. Um, but this book is spectacular. I mean, it it really gives you that uh, Batman Mask the Phantasm feel, because obviously the Phantasm is in this book. Um, and it's, it can get dark pretty quick. I mean, Catwoman's done some macabre things. Um, you know, Batman is as, uh, stalkery Batman as ever, you know, just kind of in the shadows. Uh, but this book, you know, you got the Huntress in there, you got Joker, you just have so much, uh, so much great contrast between characters. Um, it's just a fucking joy to read. And the art by Clayman is spectacular. I say, Marvin, you said Liam Sharp was on this one. Is that true? That's what it says on their website. It says Liam Sharp. Weird. And he is, uh, it looks like he did a cover. Huh. That's weird. They would change artists, but maybe they, so they're not like doing a issue like once every four months or something. Well, that's what I thought when Uh, I saw it. It's like a Liam Sharp. I don't remember him being in there, but, uh, it does what it says. Let me, you know what? Let me double check and go, uh, check and see. Go ahead. And what were we going to say here? 
Well, I was going to say, if uh, yeah, I mean, I love Clayman's art, but if it's Liam Sharp, I mean, that could be all right. Liam Sharp's really great artist as well. So. I say, I, and that's what I wondered, maybe they changed it, because isn't this, what, number seven? So halfway through yeah. the story, maybe they changed it, or here's a uh, like a filler issue that it made sense for the, the change. So whatever, I just, I want to make sure that it was actually Liam Sharp, or if it was Clayman, then I want to be excited or not. So uh, I see Liam Sharp also. Yeah, but Marina yeah. Review, and it says Liam Sharp, so. Weird. There you huh. go. Uh, Deadly Class number forty-eight. Recommender West Craig. And uh, uh, hey, we don't have our usual Matt Hollingsworth on colors. We have a uh, Lee instead of Lee Lowridge. Savior Generation Part Four. It's the one who hurts us that leaves us in a mind endlessly curious. Leaves the mind. Oh, leaves the mind endlessly curious. There we go. Uh, no love can outweigh true damage, and there's no greater damage than the betrayal. Of someone you love, that's Deadly Class number forty-eight. I think this thing has been uh, one uh, the new arc that just started, uh, shot out of a cannon and back to the quality in which we all uh, expected it to be at, and uh, I definitely is up there uh, with being one of my favorite books coming out today. And the uh, delays aren't huge anymore. The last issue came out in July, it looks like here it says. Uh, so I mean, it's two months. It's better than. At one point, what did we have, Alex? Yeah, like eight months or something like that? I'd say huh. ten months or whatever it was. Ridiculousness. So, uh, Rick Remender used to be the consistent guy. He would always be out on time. He's getting back. You know, give him a little bit of time. So, uh, looking forward to that deadly class. So uh, good. Uh, Deadpool Black, White, and Blood, number two, uh, five. Uh, Carla uh, Pencho and Leonard Kirk and many others. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? The Deadpool. So I read the first issue. I really, I, I enjoyed it. You know what? When I read the uh, the Wolverine under the same title, Black, White, and Blood, um, this is the obviously the reverse titles of the Batman Black and Blue or whatever those are. I like it. Of course, there's Black and gold. Blue. Well, it, it, that would make sense. Black and Blue or Gray and Purple, whatever color Batman. Black and White. Whatever, whatever color he chose for that uh, that color scheme for the week, whatever. Black and Gold for Wonder Woman. These have been like fun books. And if you usually get like a good combination of uh, good art and an interesting story, sometimes you get kind of a redundant where you're like, of course it's it's Deadpool. This is what he's going to do. But sometimes this is when you get like pure gold out of a book uh, where they can tell something that doesn't need a whole issue, but just needs here's your your ten pages of ass kicking. Uh, fantastic, always a joy. Uh, it's, I'm assuming like a five issue run. It'd be awesome. The Nice House on the Lake, number four, as or as Gary calls it, The Last House on the Lake, uh, by <laughs> James Tinney the Fourth and um, uh, Alvaro Martinez. Uh, Gary, what do you think about this book? This book is amazing. Like, I think, you know, it's been a while since we've had an issue of, like, Stillwater come out. Like, right now, this book is my number one horror spot for a comic. Uh, it's terrifying what's going on in each issue. Uh, it's very claustrophobic because the events takes place uh, at a nice house on the lake. Uh, but it's just this house and just a lake around this house. So, is it the last uh, house there? It's not the last. I mean, technically, it could be the last house. Mm. I don't know. It's only issue four. There could be a there could be another house on that lake, but can't see it from where we're at at this house. I don't even want to explain the premise because I think it's spoilers, and I think it would be much better to read it at least issue one and keep going, but. You it's know what? I'm not interested if it's just a nice book. house. I thought it was the last fucking house on the lake, so. Okay, well, 
It probably is, you know, to be fair, it probably is the last one. Probably. So, I mean, when I read issue one, issue one was really good. I, at that point in time, had already dropped it. Like, you know what? I'm getting too many books, but Tinian knows how to write scary-ass shit. And uh, when he's writing his own stuff, that's when I love his, his writing them all. So it's, it's probably gold. Pure gold. It is gold. Pure like, gold. Uncut. Mm. I don't know what to it's cut. diamonds. Gold, Shoot, purity level. Now you're lucky. You're lucky. I understand your hyperbole. Otherwise, I would be um, uh, wondering why he writes ass shit in gold. Also, so as you say, hey, you know what? Sometimes shit can be good too. Not said, Rorschach kind of shit. He writes some shit. good ass shit in uh, gold. So uh, I assume those are both the same thing, and I'm going to hoard them both like they're the same thing. So me, you, love in the dark, number two of five, Scotty Young, and Jorge Corona. Uh, artist row hide down an old house hoping for an artistic lightning to strike begins to feel even more strongly connected with the shadowy prince, uh, presence she's been communicating with. Alex, you, you brought this up today. This is issue number two. I, uh, I didn't even realize you got issue one of this. How is this book? So I, when I read first issue, I'm okay. I am a paranoid person. Uh, when I read Stephen King, I got to read during the day cause I'm terrified at night. Uh, I read this in night at night. My wife was already in bed. I uh, I was in the basement by myself, made myself paranoid, and not that it was scary, uh, but when it comes to ghosty things, apparitions like that, it scares the shit out of me. This book was so good, uh, it made me wish that I could just read it all at one time and binge it. I love Scotty Young's writing, and Corona's art is just phenomenal. Like When you read Middle West, this book is in that same realm of excitement for me. Was Corona the artist in that book, too? Yes. Okay. There you go. Scotty Young, the me you love in the dark, uh, as Alex stated. <clears throat> uh, scare yourself shitless in the basement. Uh, there you go. Uh, May's book number one of five, Jeff Lemire, Jeff Lemire, the twins are back from New York's <laughs> best time, <laughs> New York Times bestselling and Eisner award-winning Black Hammer creator Jeff Lemire and his brother. They don't even mention his fucking brother. Comes as... Uh, Ambitious and haunting comic series about family, mourning, and reality. A lonely building inspector, still grieving from the loss of his puzzle-loving daughter, receives a mysterious phone call one night from a girl claiming it's her and that she's trapped in the middle of a labyrinth. Convinced that this child is contacting him from beyond the world, this world, he uses an unfinished maze from one of their journals and a map of the city to trace an intricate path through a different plane of reality on this intense and melancholy adventure to bring his daughter home. The only way out is in. So here we go, Jeff Lemire, Jeff Lemire. Uh, took a little break. Uh, he didn't have any books coming out uh, besides Black Hammer Universe uh, books. And uh, here we go, another creator your own from uh, Dark Horse Comics, Jeff Lemire, Jeff Lemire. So looking forward to that. Uh, as always, the twins do fantastic work. So uh, are, you, uh, are you looking forward to that uh, digital deal from Dark Horse? Uh, yeah, you mean the 0%? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, they got to make their money, I guess. Garrett's uh, uh, referring to that uh, even if you have that Comixology, what's it called? Unlimited? Yep. Uh, you get discounts on books, except for Draw Cars Comics. They charge full price. So, uh, Alex, the weather, I was just talking about this at the beginning of the show. People don't know. I've been asking everybody, single expert out there. I've been talking to meteorologists. I've been talking to historians. I've been talking to, I don't know why I'm talking to a clown, but I was talking to a clown too. I'm talking to all these people and I'm asking them, is it summer or fall right now? 
And I get bullshit answers like it technically is still summer. The uh, fall doesn't happen until, you know, a couple of weeks from now. And I go, yada, yada. But I'm talking weather-wise, where are we at? So I'm going to ask you, what is it, fall or summer? So, so meteorology, you know what? According to us meteorologists, it's already fall. When the mornings are nice and cool and the sun comes up and warms up stuff, great. Uh, but you know what? As a real human being, fall doesn't start until after the equinox. That's all that matters. Why do you, Why would you even call it the fall equinox if fall happened three weeks prior? That's what, what kind of the clown told me. The clown said, quit fucking around. He didn't say go clowning around. He was. I don't think he was a kid's clown. He said, quit fucking around. It's not the fall equinox yet. And I said, all right, buddy. But I mean, it feels like fall weather. So... You know what? You, you that's why you asked me. I mean, that's I'm giving you the straight answer. So it was not the clown. I did not just as the clown. Now I promise. The historian uh, told me that these are just constructs created by man, and technically it can be fall anytime you would like it to be. So did you bitch slap that dude? Because that's what I would done. <laughs> hey, shut the hell up. <laughs> uh, it looks pretty chill. Uh, you know, 70s, uh, high 70s, low 80s. Which you know what? It's kind of perfect weather for me. So a little cloudy overcast couple of days looks like it. A couple of days, uh, no clouds. And so that's good weather. As you stated there, uh, Alex, uh, go for a walk with your dog. Go out there. You know, I ever mentioned last week uh, uh, you were talking about walking your dog. Was that on this show or was that before the show? I think it was before the show. Yeah, it was, it was on the show. Oh, okay. But then uh, you said I didn't recognize you, so. Uh, I saw you uh, walking. And uh, you were on the phone, and uh, that's the kind of thing you can enjoy in this. Not when it's summer, and it's 110 out there, and your eyeballs melt into the back of your skull, right? By the way, what's kind of like your uh, balls sticking to your thigh? Almost. Boom! Come on. Hey, you said you, you said <laughs> eyeballs, and I just got thinking about my balls sticking to my thighs. <laughs> How hot do you think it has to be for your eyeballs to melt? Uh, well, water boils at 212 degrees, so that's probably about it. You're I don't think they if would I put, melt. I'm sure they would boil. You're saying if I put boiling water in your eyes, they would melt. Well, they, something would melt. <laughs> it may not be my eyes, probably be my eyelids. But you know, you know what is crazy? You say two twelve, and I know that's when water boils. But for some reason, over this last summer, because we had record breaking uh, heat, I for some reason I just remember I had this thought one day. I was like, "Damn, when it reaches one twenty-five, the lakes are going to start boiling." And uh, no, it has to be 100 more degrees than that. So um, <laughs> it, it, that, that was probably the historian that told me that. You know what it, what it feels like. So Told you, bitch left that dude. Tell him to shut up. There you go. The comics coming out for this week. And actually, by the time you listen to this, they'll all be out this week. So go to rainbowcomicsandcards.com for more information on how to get your comic books. You know, get anything you need. You know, get this last house on the left. Oh, well, that's a movie. Never mind. Uh, nice house on the lake. You know, get the <laughs> he said, she said love story. What's that book called? Your horror uh, book, Alex? What? What's the Scotty Young book called? Oh, The Me You Love in the Dark. Yeah, The Me You Love in the Dark, or the He Said, She Said book. Uh, I don't, yeah, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> or you know what? I the, thought Deadpool. You know, get the Maze Runner over here from the, the Lemire Twins. What the fuck was that book called? <laughs> Maze book. Maze book. Maze book. Uh, get Maze, Maze book Runner. number one from the Lemire Twins. You know, these guys uh, are always uh, good writers and artists, so get the book from the Lemire twins. I, I hope there's somebody out there that actually think there's Lemire twins. So that would bring. I bet there me. is. So I get, I can almost guarantee you. Someone's like, you know, you never, you're right. Marvin does say that they never talk about that artist, but they're both named Jeff. Why can't they just differentiate? If I had twins, I would name them the same. You know, Garrett is a twin, so he knows how this works. 
they should have just seen you both Garrett. Yeah, but then we would get me- uh, mixed up. No, you wouldn't. You want to use by you Garrett? Guys get mixed up all the time. It happens sure. anyways. Might as well solve uh, things with one piece of paperwork. You both could share a driver's license. You both, you know, could share a membership with something. How are they going to know? You both have the same name. They'd be like, I think hey, in the last 10 years, like even the last year, I think I've screwed up and called you your brother's name at least once. Do you think, Garrett, that you could get your brother's driver's license and use it and they would think it's you? Oh, 100%. Okay. So then why the hell can it be called the same name? Because no, you go by two different people. Yeah, but you go by Garrett, and he goes by Gary. <laughs> you know what? That's what I'm gonna call you from now on. With two oh, R's. Yeah, he can be the two R Gary. I'll be one R Gary. Uh, we had a comic books that we uh, read this week. We have one that is the end, one that is the start, and one right in the middle. So you know what? Let's uh, uh, start with the end. Geiger number six. Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, Brad Anderson on colors. Uh, the forty. I think it was 48 pages uh, uh, finale of book one of Geiger. Um, I mean, Alex kind of talked about this before you jumped on here, Garrett. It seems like this is the end. And it seems like this, the end of this story, at least, at least says end of part one for Geiger. And then I read the, uh, the back matter and it stated that we're going to get more stories in this universe. So the next one's going to be about our Junkyard Joe friend that we met in this book. Uh, and then there's going to be a Geiger special, but it's going to be about, you know, different stories within this world. So it looks like we're going to stick in this world with Jeff Jones and Gary Frank. But the st- uh, story uh, and characters that we met through this comic necessarily we won't touch on next. It feels like we might come back to it because they did call this the end of part one. Uh, but they certainly won't be the focus uh, going forward. Well, yeah. And if you saw that uh, little uh, color blemish uh, on the last panel from the storyteller. Before faded to black, uh, yeah, there's definitely probably a big surprise coming for the Geiger fans. I would say, <clears throat> if you know what I'm talking, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Did you see that in the last panel? Yeah, I saw the little green blemish. Yeah, so probably still alive. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. That's I saw that too, and I thought you meant something else. And I'm like looking through, being like, what the fuck's he talking about? No, talking about that. And it's not the last panel; it's like the second to last page. Yeah, the last, last panel is storytellers. Well, yeah, but the last panel's the woman who shows up. Oh yeah, which I did not uh, get who that was. I I assumed it was the girl Haley. I thought hmm. that was the reference to her, but it didn't make sense why she was going to hunt Geiger down. I think, um, you know, they or were at, the mom. They were at that base, and it was that. I Meter think, girl. Yeah, I think she was at the base. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. That part is the only part I was like of this book that like took me out of it where I was like, who? <laughs> you know, like, like, oh, damn. The next time that uh, they're looking for Geiger, like, this lady's going to come kick his ass. I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I don't even know you. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that cliffhanger uh, wasn't a great reveal, but I'm guessing again, when they were writing this, they weren't expecting... I don't think... Was there delays at all through the six issues? I don't think I don't so. Like I know it. It, I mean, it didn't come out monthly, necessarily, but... Well, that character was wasn't memorable enough if it was an existing character. Sorry. I'll go back and kind of look at it here uh, while you guys talk about this book. I mean, she's got a scar on her face, so I assume she'd have to stand out. But And it doesn't necessarily tell you with a time, like, time jump of any sort. But they bring her in, and it's like, yep, she's going to be the uh, be-all, end-all. And we're like, 
who the shit are you? Um, yeah. I I was super. I was telling Marvin before the show had started that Junkyard Joe was it was an interesting choice. I was actually super excited for. Uh, oh, we, oh hold on. Man Let me fight. interrupt here quick, uh, Alex. Yeah. Uh, issue five. She is in issue five. Um, she shows. She shows. She shows up, and she's part of the group of people who find out that he has leukemia, and it's like. He needs to die or go away and like we get a So she's with that base. Ah, uh, okay. That still doesn't mean a whole lot to me though. That's that's not nearly as exciting as I as I wanted. Now had it been Junker Joe's daughter, Robo Joe, and she's like, I'm gonna go kick that dude's ass because he killed my dad, that's exciting. That would have actually been really cool. Who knows? Whatever. I thought the Geiger parts were good, and like when his uh, boron batons were uh, damaged, uh, it was kind of cool to see him somewhat control his outbursts. Um, however, like science brain me was like, there's no like you can't just emotionally work your way out of a nuclear blast, you know? Like, like Garrett, hey, we're here to help you. Yes, the man this is a walking blast. nuclear bomb, and you're saying he can't control it. How well, is he? Even they a... explained. They explained <laughs> that boron keeps it contained, but now the power of love keeps it contained. Like boron, schmoron. The guy probably has boron in his lungs at this point. <laughs> love heals all things, even nuclear blasts. Okay, all right, and well, I get I that just... as a metaphor, but not as like when you. Literally, scientifically, scientifically explained to me that boron's the only way that he doesn't hey, blast out nuclear. Let me ask you a question. So he didn't go into the shelter for years and realize that his family was actually dead <clears throat> because he thought that he, because the area was radiated and he didn't want to expose them to that, or what he didn't want to expose them to him. Which one? Both. Yeah. Both. Um, Where he's at is radiated. But by him entering the house, I assume he'd still be radiated as well, even with the boron. No, these fucking kids uh, get really close to both these people, and nothing happens. No, to he them. couldn't. He couldn't open the door. It was locked from the. It was like you don't think he, locked. You don't think he could have blasted no. through the door? But then he would have killed everybody, right? Because like when they blasted through the door in the issue that his family died, his family died. <laughs> they were already dead. They were bones. <laughs> <laughs> in the issue that his family died, they died. Oh, yeah, well, right. you don't know if they died from the blast or if they died from just... Oh, no, they did say that they yeah, died. Yeah, they died a long ago. time ago. True. He's been guarding bones. They're bones, Garrett. You know, you don't blast a door and then you turn to bones in a second. But he but he didn't know. He didn't know. You know what? I'm, I, just, I just feel like, you know, uh, this guy does has and not had good luck. He's almost like uh, uh, some Joe Schmo in this comic, and he's just a guy who constantly fails over and over again. So... Um, <laughs> I did enjoy this whole run. Um, and Jeff Johns and, and Gary Frank at the end, they mentioned that they've worked obviously on numerous things together that are always somebody else's property. So they wanted to kind of work on their own kind of universe. And that's the uh, mad ghost universe, I guess we'll call it. And they're going to be doing more of it. <clears throat> so I do look forward to more things in this universe. I do agree with Alex though, that I was looking forward to seeing more of this story and I'm not sure if swaying away from the story is going to be as interesting, but they also gave me six issues of something I had, I thought I was going to have no interest in uh, with Geiger. So I, I, I'm willing to give them a chance and see what we have with the junkyard, uh, not junkyard, uh, junkyard Joe. So, so what I was saying prior before 
before Marvin had interjected was that I thought Junkyard Joe, when we first see the reveal of him at the end of issue five, I thought he was going to be like this giant tank of a robot. And I was like super stoked. Then to find out that he kind of looked like the uh, mechanical bad guy from Hellboy 1 with Ron Perlman, it's uh, still exciting, but not nearly as uh, explosive as I ex- expected it to be. Well, I think that character will be fleshed out more in, in that series, in the Junkyard Joe series, because I was kind of confused at first why like the robot was having like a flashback panel. I was like, really? Like the villain? Like this... This henchman basically is getting subdued, and now we get to see him in his last memory. But obviously, that was leading into what they were hoping to reveal in Junkyard Joe the book. Like for me, I don't, I don't need background on Junkyard Joe. He's a robot that's now got destroyed. That's all I need to know. Yeah, but they he said they rewrote together. his whole programming, and that's not who he was. So I'm curious to see who he was. He was Junkyard Joe, good guy. Now he's Junkyard Joe, dead guy. Who cares? I'm assuming he's, he's a robot. I'm assuming he's a robot in both instances. So why is he dead now all of a sudden? I guess he did. He's not dead. He's deactivated. He was never alive, Alex. But see, see, now you feel even less remorse for him. Whatever. He's uh, deactivated. He's broken. Art fantastic. Gary Frank and Brad Anderson. Uh, uh, always a, a knockout of the park. Uh, so I thought that was fantastic. The story. Um, was good. Was very good. I think it was one of the strongest issues. It did seem like it was forty-eight pages to kind of really could have been condensed a little bit more. I feel like there was a lot of um, as uh, as you'll hear. Um, uh, I'm gonna be psychic for a second and think that later on with our interview with Shane, he's gonna talk about DBZ. Um, but it's similar to that. There's a lot of like them just going back and forth and nothing really happening. Uh, during that fight with the Joe, and so, but it eventually gets there. Uh, but I didn't feel like this needed to be forty-eight pages. This could have been like thirty-two or something like that. So there's a there's a scene that I didn't feel need to be had, and it was when after the fight with Junker Joe and Haley and the brother and and Geiger are on their way in the truck, and then there's there's King Douche Prince and uh, his henchmen, and then he sends his Emerald Knight or whatever you want to call him. Down in a jeep, just so Geiger can split the car in half. Did I didn't it, need that two pages. It did seem like that was going to be a bigger deal than it actually was, and it just happened in two seconds. So, but he's like, "Nope, <laughs> dead." But his mom's back in charge now, so that's cool. Which was weird. I thought I thought she was like a mind-numbing, like not all there. So then when we saw her again, and she's actually cleaned up, and oh, okay. Like a functional person. Well, her son was keeping her that way. It's like misery. I guess. I guess. You're right. So. Keep someone on drugs and they always look like a slobbering dog. Uh, this for me is going to be a nine. Good nine. I like nine as well. I think uh, it was a pretty good co- conclusion, but I think it got a little lost in trying to set up a boy universe. I like nine. Nine's a good choice. I liked it. I mean, the art was fantastic. Uh, disheartened that we might not be getting Geiger. As Geiger, we might be getting some back info, but whatever. I can live with that. Barney's number one. Um, the, the dog. Oh, okay. I was like... Ooh. You and Marvin both don't know that dog's name. All I can see is that 80-page spectacular see? that's coming out in November, and it shows Barney, the little two-headed pup. That's why me and Corey can't both have the same name, Garrett, because, like, three different heads can't keep that straight. 
Mm-hmm. And plus, you said Barney. I think you're talking about a dinosaur, and so I'm not sure. Um, which, by the way, I watched Jurassic Park three. Remember, I told you I watched Jurassic Park one with my uh, two year old son, and he kept being like, "Turn on, off, turn on, and off." Uh, we watched Jurassic Park two together. He was fine with that one. Um, and then we watched Jurassic Park three, and he was fine with that one too. Just, I guess, it's number one. Too scary. But one is scary though. Like, the, I mean, the Velociraptors are scary. And even T-Rex is scary. The other ones, you know, there's never any hiding. You're always like, whatever, they're That's, there. The third movie is not scary whatsoever. They, like, play... It's not. They play, like, the dinosaurs for laughs. Like, there's a scene in which the Spinosaurus is staring them down, and they play it for a laugh. Like, he's, his, the phone is in his stomach, and they both turn over, and the, guy, the dinosaur's just, like, looking at them. And I was like, that dinosaur would have attacked you guys and killed you at this point. Like, he wouldn't be sitting there for a take at the camera. Um, but, um, my, uh, oldest who's five, when the scene in the airplane, Garrett, when the raptor goes, Alan, um, yes. Oh he, God. Yes. I was going to ask my two year old walked away at that point, but he was in there and he was just like, what the heck? <laughs> like he was confused. <laughs> and Alan, I, I just, Alan, made me laugh. Alan, <laughs> Alan. Um, oh, that is the best. By the way, though, I was defending number three saying it was decent. It's actually not that great. So. Uh, that's a movie I revisited and been like, eh, you know what, Spider-Man 3 I revisited. It was like, you know, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Now, Dress Part 3, opposite. I used to be like, you know what, it's decent. But now I'm like, you know what, it's not that great. So uh, the whole story is not even, like, the only reason the Raptors are interested in these guys because they steal eggs. And it's like, could have avoided that. This guy knows about dinosaurs and he fucks it up. So anyway. So what happens when you're an idiot, though. He's an idiot. Speaking of dinosaurs, Dark Ages number one, Tom Taylor, Ivan Kicello, uh, Kielo, and uh, Brian Reber as uh, the colorist. Uh, so uh, Tom Taylor is the reason why uh, I think Alex, you saw his book first. You were like, I'm going to get this. And we're like, oh, Tom Taylor's writing a book. And so you know what? Well, let's check it out. I will say one thing. The initial first few pages, it took me a little bit to get into it. Uh, because not that the art is bad, but it's definitely a Marvel style. Like, I feel like every single Marvel book kind of looks like this. And so it took me a little bit to get, to get into it just because it's not my favorite style. Um, and I think it actually, as it got, it went on, it got better and better, better, better till the end. Um, but two things sur- surprised me about this book. One, I didn't know it was out of continuity. I, by the way, it, if it isn't continuity, they kill off a lot of people. So I mean, <laughs> so I didn't know it was out of continuity. And two, uh, I do like how, like initially when they're setting up the big bad as the the person in the core, and you and it's a big center everybody there. We're gonna take care of this. I thought for a second that's gonna be the story or how many issues, whatever. But that is literally the catalyst for the story, where the planet Earth has no more power left. And now we're going to be dealing with how do the heroes protect people in the dark ages, as it were. And um, Iron Man obviously can't be who he used to be because there's no more power. And so he has to be a steam powered Iron Man. And it really is a a very interesting concept for a book. And uh, by the end of it, I was like, you know what? I'm in. I'm in this thing. Yeah, especially seeing like. Spider-Man's gauntlets at the end or like the character design for Iron Man to kind of be like a, almost like Da Vincian uh, steampunk um, characters like that's to be cool but this book I freaking loved because like 
uh, one thing I was mentioning to Alex before the show is like uh, they had Laura, you know, as Wolverine, and they had Gabby, Honey Badger, uh, right next to her. And, uh, you know, when the new X Men books came around, John Higgins like, oh, yeah, fuck that little girl. She's not going to be in the books anymore. She was in one, she was in one panel one time, but I was like, gosh, Gabby's so awesome. So I was glad to see her because Tom Taylor wrote Wolverine. And so seeing all these, and like, I thought it was also pretty great seeing, like, Again, pre-Hickman X-Men. You know, it's as we're reading the uh, con- the book club book, like, I don't know, I like that Charles more than I like standing asshole Charles Xavier. So, <laughs> I like I like humble, wheeling uh, Charles Xavier more. So, This is one of those books that it had everything that I wanted. The art didn't bother me at the beginning, and it just got better at, as the book progressed. Um, and when it opens up and, and May Parker, Peter and MJ's daughter's on the ceiling and, and Peter says, I'm going to go up there and get it, get her. And as Spider-Man leaves to go help fight whatever's going on, he's not even sure yet, but the spider sense had gone off. So he knows shit's happening. And, uh, when everything starts to fall apart and the EMP had gone off and all that jazz and the building had collapsed on, on MJ and May, my heart broke because I thought no way would Marvel show that he had lost him, but they also wouldn't show it. They would just be tears in Peter's eye. Well, then to find out that May actually did save everybody by picking it up because she has Spider-Man's powers. I was super excited. Um, I mean, it was, it was an obvious trope. Either they're going to kill him off and not show it, or she's going to use her spider powers, which already had been revealed. But I, this book was fantastic. Like this was everything I wanted, had heart, had that old kind of Marvel style of, of, you know, there's still a light at the end of the tunnel, even though a lot of shit happened, a lot of people died. But God, it's fantastic. And Tom Taylor really is by top tier, top three best writers. Um, well, I mean, what he does so well is like Injustice. Like, he takes the universes that you know and like completely just tosses out the rule book. So, like, we saw several characters die this issue, popular characters. Um, and they died brutal, horrible deaths. So, like, that's the kind of caliber of Tom Taylor. Who like, gave the things you know? Who gave Tom Taylor the permission to kill off Doctor Strange? <laughs> it was it was the Unmaker. It wasn't Tom Taylor. Um, <laughs> I, I will say. Um, so, I've always been a person that kind of. I've been known on the show that I really don't like Peter Parker, Spider Man. It's okay. But the character of Peter Parker, like I always, it's hard for me to get invested in that character because I do find him annoying. Um, and that's, I know that's sacrilege to say, and people are gonna. I've, I've said it before though, and uh, I'm playing currently, and I know I am right, you know, with everybody else, and I'm currently playing the Spider-Man PS4 game, and uh, it just solidifies the fact that I do not like Peter Parker. Um, and when I'm playing it, like I'm just like I don't like this. I don't like him at all. Spider-Man is fine. I actually do like the concept of Spider-Man and his powers, whatever that, but the person behind it, I don't like. Uh, but when this started and it's this, you know, father kind of Peter Parker with May and Mary Jane, uh, he's a little bit more serious and a little less just jokey for jokey's sake. He's almost, uh, and I like the, he's great as a dad and I actually really enjoyed him in this book. And, you know, we get that kind of like cut forward. Uh, to the uh, current timeline in the book, and he has a little gray on the sides, almost looks like Mr. Fantastic. Uh, and uh, it's kind of like, oh, he's going to be a little bit older. And it made me excited to see what we get out of that because 
I do think this is the best type of Peter Parker. I don't like the the high school Peter Parker or the Peter Parker trying to get Mary Jane. I like the Peter Parker that gets Mary Jane and is good with that side of things. And he doesn't need to be, you know, he's worrying about, uh, like when he has a kid too, like he's worrying about his family now um, during this time. And, And as you stated, Alex, like the best part of this book was that whole scene when he gets there and, He's like, I shouldn't have left them. And he's like, Mary Jane, uh, MJ May. And you see Luke and Jessica Jones being like, sorry, like she went back in to rescue people. And you think it's all like, oh, my God, they're they're going to be dead. And then May lifts that. And Peter is uh, crying. Um, I think that's probably the uh, most. What's the what phrase I'm going to use? The, the most I've liked Peter Parker in years uh, was this comic book. So. Excited to see the rest of it. Uh, I'm going to give this baby a 10 out of 10. This thing was fantastic. 100% of 10. Yep, 100%. Nope, this was like, this is one of those weeks where every book, the, the two books that were chosen, I was happy with. I wanted us to wrap up Geiger, and then after picking Dark Ages last week, I was like, you know, we got to read this. It's Tom Taylor. He's never stepped in wrong. Uh, and all I could think about when I started reading this book was, Garrett's going to say, it's just like Injustice. The man knows how to kill off heroes. And it's true, he does. Murders them <coughs> right out. I will say this. Hey, strange. Stab you through the chat. <laughs> I will say Fuck this. You. I went back and read this solicit, and it doesn't mention anything about this being out of continuity being its own thing. And then for most of the book, it kind of stays in continuity until those people die. And then you're like, what the fuck is going on? And I think that was fantastic to make it so that it's not, you don't really know whether or not it is in continuity and these people are going to be fine. And then when they start dying, especially when the thing dies, when that moment happens and he gets <laughs> obliterated, I was like, what the fuck is this book? Um, and I was like, is he going to be put back together? I mean, he's only rock. So, I mean, it could come back together. Uh, I, I, when I read the team that they're putting together for going into the center of the earth and you had strange and Wanda thing, Sue storm. And who was the other one? Vision. Vision. And I, I want, I was trying to make how to make sense. Okay. Vision's an android who's a robot. He can talk to the robot down there. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And Wanda can bend reality. And then we got to Doctor Strange. Um, he knows technology, and he can counter it. I thought, what the fuck does that mean? The man's a mystic arts master. No, it says he's the source of Supreme to fight the pinnacle of technology. You need the pinnacle of magic. Oh, so yeah, that's opposite. not usually how that works. <laughs> what uh, they said? Usually you don't pit technology you see, Alex, magic or vice versa. I had the opposite feeling. I was like, this team is fucking powerful. Like, they're gonna go down oh, there and I agree, whoop I some agree ass. the team is powerful. Then you got you got Sue Storm who can create the strongest uh, um, not portals, geez, shields. And then, you know, the thing, which I thought the thing didn't make as much sense. Why would you bring the Hulk? Strong as there is, but whatever. It was good. I mean, this book was just fantastic. Well, we really didn't uh, see the Hulk around, so I mean, who knows if he's existing in this universe. I'm sure the Unmaker stabbed him in the chest too. He said, "Hey, no, fuck you." We saw. Amadeus we know that Amadeus Cho is there, mm-hmm. and Beast, Beast looking very sexy. The man with his slick back hair and a chiseled jaw. This man's never looked better in his life. <laughs> so I'm super stoked for two. Uh, I thought it was only like a six issue run. I actually hope this book gets renewed to be an ongoing because I would gladly have this be a twelve issue run. Who knows? I mean, the original Injustice was only 12 issues, and then five years came out of it, so... Yeah, but the last time Tom Taylor touched something that was fantastic, it got canceled after 11 issues. Talking about you, Suicide Squad. 
So. Yeah, that's true. That was fucked up. When you get gold, and then you're like, fuck this gold, shove it back up that dude's ass. Then that's when you get shit gold. But this is a different company, so who knows? I mean, Marvel likes their money, and if Tom King gets it for them. That's true. That's true. DC doesn't like their money. They like they... <laughs> By the way, at the end, we kind of see the uh, we see Apocalypse with some other people. Like some sort of uh, Spider-Man Venom. Miles, maybe. Miles Venom. Um, and uh, our steam-powered Iron Man. Uh, very luscious hair. Uh, Dime, uh, Amadeus Cho looks like. Uh, uh, the Beast looks like. Um, and then X... What's her name? With all the finger claws. X-12? Lady Deathstrike. Lady Deathstrike. And then some some guy with uh, the same thing. He almost kind of looks like Gambit, but he does not. It definitely is like Gambit. Oh, it's Mr. Fantastic. Because he has a stretched arm. What the hell is he doing on that team? So that makes me also very interested that we have this team filled with heroes. And he's like, then came the apocalypse. Like, why are they not with the others? With Spider-Man. So. Is, there, is there four of them? So it's not the four horsemen, right? No, there's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. <clears throat> there we go. The so hexagon of apocalypse. Ooh. Oh, it is Miles. It's great. The next issue, it shows it shows him without his uh, hat on and it, not hat on. What do you call it? <laughs> his mask, mask on, <laughs> and uh, it's Miles. So, uh, very much looking forward to that. Looks like here, um, two of six, as uh, Alex stated, but as Garrett stated, you never know. You never know. You never know. Oh, she's fucking with my helmet. I got this. You said, Garrett, you don't like that. Uh, you don't like yeah, Xavier? Now what, motherfucker? Got my pimp cane, bitch. Get out of my You know, you've seen this before? Get out of my head, Charles. What? That's a very old video uh, where I'm a juggernaut bitch came from. So, uh, juggernaut. At one point, Xavier's trying to get in his head. He goes, "Get out of my head, Charles!" Um, as you mentioned. Oh, was that the was that the animated series? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. As you mentioned, uh, Charles Xavier now is a dick, but you know, go back to New X Men number one sixteen, which we'll talk about here in the book club. Not so much a dick, actually. Hold on a second. We'll talk. <laughs> I think it depends on who you are, because I think I think Xavier has always been a dick. Yeah. It's just whether or not he stands and be a dick or if he's got to be in the wheelchair in a dick. You know what? Let's, let's just talk about it. He's in the wheelchair in this one, and <clears throat> our uh, our uh, Nova uh, is too powerful for them and breaks out. And so they, you know, Wolverine had cut her throat so she wouldn't talk because talking she can uh, uh, talk to the Sentinels. And so he cut her throat or her vocal cords, not her throat. She would have been dead. Um, Actually, she has healing abilities. Anyways, uh, uh, at one point, she's trying to go to Cerebra, the uh, more advanced Cerebro. And uh, uh, Emma Frost comes up behind her and snaps her neck. And then Wolverine's like, hey, by the way, can she heal? <laughs> because, yeah, she starts to get up and fucking Xero rolls in with a fucking Glock and shoots her like 12 times. He unloads a full clip in this lady. And... and uh, Wolverine's like hardcore Chuck, so I guess maybe, I guess maybe he's still an asshole. (laughs) To be fair, he goes, he goes. It's either her or the rest of society. I know. I just just, but it was so funny. He just rolled in and fucking shot her up. There's there's blue blood all over the place, all over Scott, all over Wolverine. And Emma's like, "You're gonna pay for the dry cleaning, right?" Like, got it over me. 
But in this issue, so we, we the aftermath uh, aftermath of uh, Genosha being destroyed by the Sentinels, in which we saw in the last issue that Nova <coughs> had started. She is in captivity now at the Xavier Mansion, um, and uh, we have a lot about talking about who she is and what this kind of is. So basically, what happened is she's the next evolution of uh, Homo Sapiens, I guess you would say, because there's Homo Sapiens, Homo Superior, and then there's her, and her instinct is to kill off all the mutants because that's how her kind would take over the world. Uh, and so they have a big speech about that before she's obliterated and who knows what happens to her. She's actually dead or not. But uh, there's a lot of talk about that. But also in this issue, and the interesting thing about seeing this, as you were saying, Garrett, like reading this kind of X-Men and also seeing today's X-Men, like there's a lot of things that, that Grant Morrison put into place that is now just considered, you know, X-Men lore. And one of them is, is that Emma Frost, this is the first time that she turns diamond, is when uh, Genosha is destroyed. And she's like, what the fuck's this? Diamond? And also it's the first time they kind of introduced that there's a second mutation that they might get. Uh, which now... Is the first appearance of uh, Megasonic Teenage Warhead? It might be. I don't know. Uh, That'd be pretty cool, because, like, I... Yeah, I never knew that this was the first time with Emma Frost. That's pretty pretty dope. Not the first time with Emma Frost, but the first time she turns to diamond form. Before this, she was just a telepath. Well, I know, but I mean, the first, yeah, like the first time she turns to diamond. Um, so, yeah, and then he introduced the kind of uh, um, idea of second mutations. That's why they, they spent so much time explaining it. Her and Beast are talking about it because it's, the, it's a new concept at this point. Which nowadays everybody kind of has like a second mutation, like they have their main power and they have the second thing that they do. So I got a I got a question: Is it ironic or just coincidental that um, the X Men are afraid of Nova's? You know, she's the next step in the evolution. Uh, so to solve the problem, they kill her, much like all the humans are trying to do to the mutants because they're the next stage of it. So I mean, just to be fair, uh, they're being hypocritical. I was going to say, and I think that's the I think it's intentional to be ironic like that. Being like she's trying to wipe us out. The only difference is, is that mutants. I guess I guess Magneto is was trying to wipe them out too. Uh, and even at this point, that uh, um, Emma was like, "We got to go fucking kill them." The humans did this, and she's like, "No, that was the Magneto's way, and he, it died with them." And she's like, "No, this is this is my way too." Because even Gene uh, is like, "What makes you such a bitch, Emma?" She's like, "Breeding, darling, top class breeding," and I, I thought that's just fantastic. <laughs> Because I don't think you get, like, Emma Frost, who is good, but still, like, a horrible human being anymore. I think she's just good now. But, well, so, like, when you watch um, First Class, she's a bad guy. And that's disappointing, because she's not a bad guy. She's just not a good person. She wants what's right for mutants, which is exciting. Um, And she, much like you said, good breeding made her a bitch. But she still does stuff for the right reasons. If that makes sense. Yeah. Kill That's what I mean. Get she's, your hands dirty. She's a good guy, but she's not a good guy. You understand? Zangief said it right. You're right. <clears throat> uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead's first appearance is New X-Men number 115. So last issue. I think actually she was one of those scenes where they showed it right before the, the fucking Sentinels <laughs> destroyed it. So that was technically her first appearance, but they said her name for the first time here. Uh, so yeah, I guess and you know what's also crazy is like Magneto got wiped out like right away. So like Magneto's not a big mutant name in uh, this book. Yeah, well, we never dead. see his body. 
So just because they said he's dead doesn't mean he's dead. Listen. Hey, man, he was in a wheelchair. You can't, like, run away. Magneto's in a wheelchair? That's what, yeah, he was looking up when the Yeah, they showed him in a wheelchair in that. Oh, that was him who was getting nuked. It wasn't, okay. Yeah. Because Charles is in the last issue. No, I know, I know, but I thought it was, I thought we saw um, Charles, but you're right, that makes more sense now. Hey, remember when Nova first recovers from, and she gets out of the pod, Cyclops blows her in fucking half with his blaster? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she throws him into a world where he thinks he sees all these fucking big bugs. I'm just saying, Grant might be one of my favorite writers just to write batshit stuff. Like, it's just, uh, he shoots her in half, which, by the way, is, is the coolest thing ever. And she's just like, well, I guess, you know what? Fuck you. You're going to go to a bug world. Um, and he's, like, hallucinating the whole time. And that, like I said, and then Emma Frost comes in in diamond mode and snaps her neck. And it's still not enough, so uh, Xavier's got to come in and do a, a drive-by and shoot her. To death, so. <laughs> you know, that scene was pretty crazy because at the same time, like, Nova's like coming back to life. He's like, Charles! Yeah. Charles! <laughs> he's like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> it's like Rick Grimes saying, Charles. <clears throat> Charles! And then they asked, they were like, hey, I got a question. Why does she look like you? And Xavier's just like, let's move on. So it seems like he kind of knows why she's that way, but. Uh, I thought she was his sister, isn't he? Isn't she? Or is she a... She's a clone, clone. of him. Okay. Yeah. Not his, not his sister. Um, okay. The clone. <clears throat> Who cloned uh, her? That's what I'm saying. Who did it? Who cloned uh, uh, Xavier to make or her? clone Charles, yeah. So uh, far, this this book, this series, has made me really like... Cy- I already liked Cyclops. And I love Wolverine. But this book makes me w- want Cyclops' power. Sure, I may not be able to control it. You want you just want I those contact lenses. You just want contact lenses that are ruby, so you can. Who buy. wouldn't want those? How fucking sweet would that be? <laughs> I just can't get over the good methodical planning from that issue. I know that is. If anybody ever wonders what, like what, Alex loves in in writing, it's that that somebody was like he wears this, but the character made the choice, being like my backup plan is going to be this, and it makes sense. So, like, just I, I want to say like I don't normally like Grant Morrison because it's usually like too weird for me, but for it to be logistically make sense, that is just blows my mind. So anyway, sorry, that's from last week. <laughs> I will say so far this book kind of rides that fine line, doesn't it? Like some things are batshit crazy, and some things are very scientific, and very much like this is why this. Like even the mutation so much, and and the evolution of people, uh, kind of makes sense with what we know about. Um, mutation. Well, I just I imagine like uh, Emma Frost getting her secondary mutation for the fact that she was under immense stress and trying to protect these other people and trying to survive herself. That her body did a second mutation or showed that she had one more uh, availability, and so when she turned into diamond form, she survived all the the shit that was happening up above. Um, so cool, so cool. Oh, there we go. I, I was hearing. Uh, uh, go ahead. I don't know if we. I don't know if we give it a rating or not, but I give it a nine. I love like this X Men team is kind of like again. I always hear Dickman because that's kind of the new thing. It's like I feel like that is. I'm glad there's a and like you get to really just like go through their character development instead of like hey 
remember 150 characters, and if you forget something, we're not going to go back and explain it to you because you should know this. Done. You know, that's where I'm like, I really enjoy this because it just focuses on that core group and, like, they're kind of the... Not saying that you need to kill all the notion to make that happen, but uh, I do like the story, and so I'd give this issue a nine. I've, I've really enjoyed the series so far. I'm going to go with a ten. There's not a thing I didn't enjoy about this book. I thoroughly enjoyed the X-Men, and like you said, Garrett, the focus on these specific characters uh, it makes it just that much more exciting. The fact I know who they all are, uh, even more enjoyable. Welcome back to Wednesday Comics. Uh, our final segment here. We are here to talk about the biggest thing in the Midwest. It's called Supercon 2021. Almost said 2020 because it feels like we skipped the year, but 2021, October 1st to the 3rd this year. Three days, 32 guests and attractions, vendors, artists, cosplay, gaming, and much more. Uh, with us tonight, Shane uh, is with us to talk about Supercon. Welcome, Shane. Hi, Ben. Thank you all for having me. I appreciate it so much. Um, you guys have been a big part of Supercon from what, from year two. Did you guys jump in in year two? Well, year yeah. one, you guys were there with um, uh, uh, Phil and Swamp Thing, right? And uh, With John, yeah. We were there. As, there. John is the one, I think, initially yeah. that got us in the door, and then eventually uh, um, uh, we yeah, started we talking with you guys. I think we talked to yeah, Brian at the time. Uh, he came over yep. and talked with us for a while, and so uh, yeah, we got involved at that point. Yeah, yeah. So you guys have been, you guys are vets at this by now. So I appreciate you guys <laughs> having us on for your continued support of SuperCon. We love going every year. Yeah, it's been a blast. Yeah. Uh, excited to have everybody back. I mean, it's it's weird, right, men? It's like we're having a big party in the middle of a pandemic, and it's weird, and it's exciting and we're nervous and we trust everyone to come in and and uh you know be responsible and do the right thing um as our attendees have since day one um you guys you know everyone who comes to supercon makes it so easy and worthwhile to do this uh the gratitude the care shown to one and another and uh, uh the acceptance and and that's that's the best part of it for us that put it on is watching you know five thousand people enjoy a weekend without having to leave the area, without having traveled to Omaha or Kansas City or Minneapolis, you know, um, being able to see you know top level guests right here and you know enjoy what I think is the best cosplay contest in the Midwest right here in Sioux Falls. So it's a lot of fun, and we we. <clears throat> We've hit some bumps. We've had a couple of guests back out. I'm very disappointed. Um, not in his decision. I'm just very disappointed from a very selfish point that Rick Leonardi won't be here. I'm a big fan of his work. Um, the guy's a legend. <clears throat> and we'll get him back. Um, he's already said, I'll, I'll, I'll come back in 2022. But we have to respect people's decisions as as, as uh, the COVID Delta variant happens. Um, and now I got all that out of the way. Holy crap, we're going to have a good time at SuperCon this year. Oh, it's, it's going to be so great. And there's so many new guests that SuperCon <laughs> hasn't, haven't, hasn't had in the past. Um, one that I know yeah. is like, like we're excited about, I mean, amongst all the others, is like, you know, we got to interview Ron Mars uh, virtually last year, and he's going to be coming to the con, so that'll be awesome. And 
Uh, I know we had Phil coming back. We've had him before, like we said before. And thirty-two there's guests. So many, I mean, we got yeah. Phil Baker. We got John Bivens, Ryan Cody, Tony Fleece. Tony Fleece has had a great year with his Stray Dogs book, and then oh, we yeah. got for sure, for sure, optioned as a uh, as a property. Um, yeah, and, and uh, JJ's Arts and Comics going to have an exclusive uh, 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 trade um, at SuperCon. Oh. Exclusive uh, uh, trade there uh, for your purchase. So even if you bought the individual issues, buy the trade. You know, support a local comic vendor and support Tony for sure. Very cool. Well, that is sweet. That's good to know. The aforementioned Phil Hester, uh, the legend, Doug, uh, Doug Mankey, Ron Mars, uh, tons to tons of guests. Uh, three days uh, starts on Friday, two p.m. Doors open. Yeah, 2 p.m. doors open. We'll, uh, we'll Friday, Friday we'll get things going. You know, we'll get the doors open. We'll get some tickets. Order online. Go to supercon.com. Com, that's S-I-O-U-X, right? Uh, like Sioux Falls. Go and order online ahead of time. Guys, we have had our biggest uh, pre-sale ever. And and it's, it's unbelievable. And we're still, what, uh, three weeks out from the convention. Um, the great thing about the pre-sale is you just go to Will Call. Go to Will Call. Um, you get your, your, your bracelet. We're doing bracelets this year instead of lanyards. Um, more cost effective. We'll bring back the lanyards eventually. Uh, this year, um, coming out of, you know, a pandemic where we lost money. Um, we're doing wristbands. So you'll get your wristband for that day or for the weekend, whatever it is. And, uh, uh, you won't have to stand in line. That way you can get right into vendor hall. You can get right to the video gaming. You can get right to the board gaming. You can get first in line to get a sketch or an autograph, get your book signed. Um, you spend all your money on things you don't need, uh, which we are big fans of around here in this house. We'd love to buy all the stuff we don't need. Um, yeah. So, so Friday will kick off. Uh, the big capper on Friday, of course, is, uh, Midwest All Pro Wrestling Super Mania 3. Um, so they'll have that, uh, Friday night. Um, we have a great, uh, craft beer partner this year in, in Severance Brewing. They're going to have a party bar over in the hotel which is great because come on over, sit down and, and, and have a beer with the creators, you know, talk to them off the convention floor. They, they, they love that. Many of them hang out downstairs. Um, you know, even in years past when we haven't had a party bar vendor and we haven't had one except for year three prior to this. So, and it's great. Buy them a drink, let them buy you around, you know, and, and bend their ear a little bit, talk about their life, get to know them more. So yeah, Friday's just the kickoff. Friday is the teaser, Marvin. And uh, uh, then Saturday we go big. So that was a really long, long answer to your question of whether it kicked off. At, oh, doors opened at Tuesday or not, uh, or at two <laughs> o'clock on Friday or not. Uh, Ten dollars a day or twenty five dollars for the whole weekend pass. As I say, in years past, just by the weekend pass, you don't know when you you're gonna go one day and be like, I gotta go back the next day. Might as well get all three in one day. And then yeah. the Midwest buy, All buy Pro the three day. The Midwest All Pro Wrestling Super Mania Three is a separate admission. Uh, Fifteen for general admission, advanced. Uh, twenty for front row, and then a hundred dollars for a VIP package um, for that yeah, show. Hundred dollars to hang out with Eugene and the wrestlers. Um, uh, yeah, it's well worth it. Well worth it. Those guys bust their tails, and it's been kind of fun for us watching them get better every year. Uh, for the guys who come back, um, people are like, "What's the connection between uh, comic books and wrestling?" Dude, so many comic book writers read are inspired in their costumes by comics. Write comics. Um, and, and, uh, and, you know, if you want to tie it in even further, 
I mean, what's pro wrestling other than uh, full contact cosplay? You know, yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you know, so, it all mixes um, together. I mean, that whole weekend is about is. merging uh, fan bases, and so uh, we I think we talked about that last year. Is that there's so many different things at that show that you're going to go and find something that maybe you're experiencing for the first time and, and get into something brand new or something that you're really into. There's a lot of that there too. So um, as you mentioned, 8.30 uh, Saturdays when the doors open on Saturday. Saturday's the big day, uh, opening ceremony at 10. Uh, a lot of big things going on that day. And then Sunday, family day. Yeah, yeah. So let's touch on Saturday real quick. Go ahead. Um, Saturday opening ceremonies. Um, and I'm going to get a little hair stand on end here. Um, the, the theme for this year is Heroes Homecoming. And uh, 10 o'clock in opening ceremonies, we'll be honoring um, the Sioux Falls Fire and Rescue, Sioux Falls Police Department, a, uh, a physical therapist uh, from uh, Sanford, a nurse from Avera, um, a floor worker from uh, Smithfield, and a pharmacist from Hy-Vee. Um, and, and we're going to present them with, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it in case any of them have to see us. We're going to present them with a gift. Um, we're giving their whole family as many people as they want weekend passes. Um, there's a lot of people out there who kept the necessities running for us, right? Uh, when the rest of us were hunkered down and scared and unsure what was going to happen next, um, they were out there. And one of the really cool things we're doing for everyone you can go on supercon.com and you can you can nominate your hero. And we won't have them on stage, otherwise we'll be there all day. But we're going to have a running <laughs> tribute of their pictures and their stories behind us during the entirety of, of uh, opening ceremonies. Opening ceremonies is something that I stole from um, FableCon, Bill Willingham's FableCon when I went years ago. I just thought it was so cool to have a high welcome Here's what we're going to do. Your family, we love you. Look, wave at the guests. And, and I just think it's something cool to kind of kick off, kind of a pep rally type feel to get the whole weekend going. Um, and then we'll get right into it. Then it'll be panels, gaming. Guys, a film festival this year. I, mean, I know. That's cool insane. That? That's awesome. From our friends over at Backlot yeah, 605. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which will be on yeah. their show next week. And, and there's a surprise us. coming there. I'm not going to spoil it. I can't spoil it because they'll throw me out of the state or something. But there is a surprise coming, and and that'll be announced closer to the convention. And and uh, yeah, they got Liam Nielsen for a Dark Man film. Watch, (laughs) it's going to be guys. It's going to be a blast. Uh, um, As as you as you guys alluded to, we have to. We're Sioux Falls, South Dakota. There's like four comic book stores in the entire state. We can't just be a comic book convention. We have to be a fan convention. We have to uh, reach across all different genres. Um, we have to hit the nerd in everybody, whether that be, you know, craft beer or whether that be uh, cosplay. Jeez, we have we have uh, uh, celebrity chef Justin Warner coming this year um, you know, from the Food Network. So, so I'm watching TV, and he's in front of a bookcase, much like mine behind here, and it's full, full of nerdy stuff. And I'm like, dude, i got to reach out to this guy. Right. Turns out he runs most of the Marvel panels at New York Comic Con. Oh, and he has. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a Marvel cookbook. So, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're bringing in a nerdy chef, which I think is really cool. Um, he'll be doing a panel. Uh, of course, the big thing on Saturday afternoon is the cosplay parade. And then uh, for Supercon After Dark this year, you know, uh, strap them on, boys. we got a big burlesque show. 
uh, 30 burlesque performers. And uh, uh, I'm glad we're ending the show with this because I'm going to give you a little teaser here. Uh, we have Hazel Honeysuckle coming in from Las Vegas. She is a premier burlesque performer in Las Vegas. I'm talking headliner. And she will ruin your childhood because she does a burlesque show. As cook- she does a burlesque show as Cookie Monster. Now, if that's not going to ruin your childhood, I don't know what's going to. I'm looking at a picture right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and for the nerd in all of us, she does burlesque as all the women that Kirk slept with in the original Star Trek. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she has God. a little coffee table coming, coming out of that. So, yeah, who knows what we're going to see. That'll be a lot of fun. There'll be gaming going on all night. And, again, the Severance Party Bar over in the hotel will be going on at the end of the night. If you don't find something to do on Saturday, that's on you because we have scheduled so much stuff to do. Guys, we have an escape room coming this year who developed a, a pirate-themed escape specifically for the um, uh, convention. It's a 32-foot trailer. 32-foot trailer. In the convention hall, escape room, uh, which just sounds like a blast. Um, South Dakota Ghostbusters is going to be there. Uh, uh, again, they're such great friends of ours. Uh, Magician Travis and I. Guys, we got, we got, this is pretty cool. You, do you love the Legos? I love the Legos. I love oh, the Legos. Oh, hell yeah. I got some Lego art behind me. Do you guys, do you guys watch uh, uh, Lego Masters on Fox? Lego Masters. I okay. do see. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, you should. And and we have two of the people, uh, uh, Jacob and Caleb, who are in the final four this year, um, coming to Supercon. And so there's going to be Lego building, lots of STEM stuff. And that leads me to Sunday, Schulte Subaru Sunday Family Day, which is going to have a live show on stage, starting with Phil Baker, local entertainer. Kids love him. We're going to have the Zoomobile there. We're going to have Rachel and Allie from Mythbusters Jr. Um, live on stage. They're going to be there all weekend. She, Rachel Pizzolatto, is this amazing ball of energy that every every single person there is going to fall in love with. She is 18 years old. She has a star named after her from a constant star that she found. A constant star that she found. She has like six patents already. Um, she does props for movies. She is a, a Olympic-level gymnast and she just nailed her first seven uh, fashion magazine covers. And she does everything. And she's all about empowerment of women and science. And and we really focused on, on science this year for the kids um, with the Lego Masters, with Mythbusters Jr. And then we have First Lego League is going to be there all weekend building Technics and Legos on the uh, convention floor with kids all weekend. All weekend Lego building, which is awesome. And they'll be doing a live stage show. Um, guys, we got like a huge, huge bouncy house this year for the kids. Um, yeah, I, I, like I said, if you don't find something to do, that's your fault. Uh, because, uh, uh, we have packed as much into that square footage as we ever have. Um, <laughs> could you imagine doing this in the first of venue of the first year? Oh, <laughs> well, they stuck us in a basement. <laughs> yeah, basement of a, a tiny hotel. <laughs> um, I remember yeah, basement of Greensway dying downstairs. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> and, and you know what's amazing about that? Long way. So what's amazing about the experience is 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 we were so nervous that we weren't even going to get 
500 people to show up to break even. And there were 1,200 people that weekend jammed into that breezeway in that basement. I mean, that's, <laughs> that just shows that, how That basement room was also like uh, an illusion because it had a mirror on the back wall. So I thought it went back all the way. And then you get in there and I was just like, oh, no, it doesn't go back all the way. <laughs> <laughs> it did so the appearance it's the old trick huge. of making a small yeah. room look good yeah yeah um guys we uh I, I i'd be real remiss if i didn't mention um our our premier sponsor um uh black hills federal credit union who's been with us from the very start they came to sioux falls uh and opened in sioux falls the same year as the first year of the convention and they didn't know anything about us. We didn't know anything about them. And they wrote us a check. And they've continued to write us checks and increase their investment in Supercon every year. Um, we couldn't be in the convention center without them absorbing a, a good chunk of the rental fee for that, for that facility. Um, just wonderful community partners. Um, and, and then, geez. I, I, I'd be awful if I even try to name them all, but we've got more community sponsors this year than we've ever had. Um, whether it be from uh, Wednesday Comics up to Black Hills Federal Credit Union and everywhere in between. And this just shows me that, uh, uh, that we're on the right path. When you get more and more community buy-in, right? We're doing something and we're doing something organic. And guess what, guys? It's not the Denny Sanford Supercon. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's, exactly. it's ours. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's, it, and it's, and it's going to remain ours. Um, and we're going to continue to give money to charity. We're going to continue to do the right thing. And, and it's just, it's, it's become a mission, you know, now that we're up and running, you know, and, and God, I'm, I'm just really excited about it. I'm just super excited about it. Who are you guys excited to see this year? Oh, there's uh, so many. We're excited. I, mean, I think I'm, I'm actually most excited probably just to see Phil Hester come to town. I mean, it's been three years right. now since we've we've seen him, uh, since he busted on Garrett. I mean, that three <laughs> years ago was like my favorite clown we had had. And when we did, um, I don't know, sitting at the table with him, chit-chatting, we were, we were bending his ear before we even got to the bar. So yeah. I'm excited to see yeah. him again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gotta, is, uh, I gotta say Iran. I'd like to be Iran in person. So. He's a handful. Do you guys follow him on Twitter? Yeah, I follow him on Ron, Twitter. Ron, He's, uh... Yeah, Ron Mars is a handful. I'm really, really <laughs> interested to meet him. He and I are about the same age. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, The Replacements, Punk Rock Comics, you know, Kill Everyone, Hate mm. the 90s. Uh, so he and I are probably going to be the old drunk guys by the end of the weekend, best friends singing together. <laughs> That'll be awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to. I mean, you know, uh, he had that big, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was like, he had that big uh, you event. Know, DC event this year, so I'm going to get some comics signed mm-hmm. by him. Got some from Phil too. Phil's been doing a lot of mainstream lately, so got a lot of comics to get signed this year. That's mainstream and also our uh, family tree, yeah. which Ryan Cody is also going to be there. So, yeah. dude, hang on, stay right there. While he's, while he's uh, uh, looking for that, uh, Hazel Huck, Honeysuckle, I'm, gonna, I'm excited to talk to her to let her know that Cookie Monster does not eat cookies anymore. Uh, they're sometimes foods. <laughs> so I'm curious at her take on that. Look at that Ryan, look at that Ryan Cody poster. I know look that. Look at that so Ryan cool. Cody poster. I said to Ryan, I said, here's what I want. I want it to look like the old Saturday evening post. And then I want a touch of Alex Ross's 9-11 um, uh, uh, tribute 
and and he sent me the print, the the just the sketch. And guys, I had tears in my eyes. It is such a beautiful poster of our supercon hero staring at the real heroes of the community and and honoring them as he enters the state from. You know, who knows where he was? The guy only shows up once a year, some hero. Um, he's probably in <laughs> Vegas, though. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's probably in Vegas. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome yeah, print. I, I love it. Oh, yeah, and we'll have those available. Uh, Ryan will have some available. We'll also have some available at the uh, Supercon merch table. Um, we'll have T-shirts available, um, exclusive pins. We really went low on the enamel pins this year. Uh, um, uh, we, we kind of went a little lower count, so they become a little bit um, bigger. And you know, I, I love pin trading. I, I collect pins, so I, I hope other people have you know bring pins and we can trade. And, and that's such a cool thing. I, I, I'm a nerd. I'm sorry, and, and uh, <laughs> I'm a nerd about everything I do, whether it's pins or, or comic books or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I'm really excited about uh, uh, just the diversity of groups. We got some guys. Did, Dude, did you see who I signed? Did you see that I have Linda Young coming in? I, I literally have her profile pulled up right here because I was going to say, and we haven't mentioned yet, Linda Young will be there, the voice of Frieza. Crazy. So People are going to go insane. I'm gonna, are, you guys, are you guys Dragon Ball Z fans? I Yeah, I, I watched that growing up. Somewhat. So, I haven't so watched it a long I'm time, too, but I know Marvin is. I'm too old for it. But I did try to watch it one time, and then like I tried to watch it like three weeks later, and they were still in the air puffing at each other and hadn't gotten to the fight yet, so <laughs> I didn't know if it was for me. Um, but people have gone absolutely bat crazy excited over Linda Young coming. Uh, this is, dude, I, 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 knew, I knew Dragon Ball Z was popular. I didn't know it was going to get the reaction that it's gotten once we announced her. Um, my My... My nostalgia, my childhood is coming true. And then we have the original voice of Charlie Brown from what? Your Good Man Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah. From Your Good Man Charlie Brown, um, uh, uh, Merry Christmas Charlie Brown, and it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown, who was the original voice. His name is Peter Robbins, and he's going to be here at Supercon. And I'm going to bring so much Charlie Brown swag for him to sign. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm Charles Schultz is is <clears throat> the the comic strip artist for me and then everyone else falls underneath that but yeah I'm, I'm excited for him I mean just an old friends like Dave Wheeler coming back and you know I mean Dave's been wonderful um, Tom Wynn's coming back you know just just a lot of our old friends Doug coming to Sioux Falls is a big deal Doug Monkey um, yep. he and Tom Wynn he and Tom Wynn are doing a Red Hood print for the Red Hood's birthday you know, they're a part of the creative team. Uh, so they're doing an exclusive print for Supercon of the Red Hood. So that'll be something you'll want to grab and get signed by those two amazing artists. But yeah, tons of stuff, guys. Tons of stuff. Um, October 1st through the 3rd, like you stated, Shane, it's it's about three weeks away, the whole weekend. <clears throat> and like you say, there's something for everybody. And uh, there are I, – I will say one thing about this, too, if, if you're curious – based on the things that you heard like can i bring my kids is it okay it's very clearly stated when stuff is kid appropriate and then when you go to after dark it, it's a very fine like it's a very solid line being like okay now it, it, we're gonna go to after dark which should be adults only 18 plus only um and 
So if you get that weekend pass, every single day is going to have something for everybody. Uh, and it'll be clearly stated that way. So they got, they got, we have panels uh, that we didn't even mention that'll be uh, going on at that time. Uh, on Saturday, you'll have the, like, like you said, the exhibit hall, gaming, board gaming, at, in terms, and also video gaming. Uh, and there's always fun things to do in there. And even if you're uh, just a person who really doesn't know why, Am I going to go and just see like the one thing that I like? Like I said before, once you start walking around, uh, there are things for everybody at that convention. Uh, and uh, it also allows you to see, uh, celebrate the local area and what we have to offer. Uh, not only these uh, guests coming to the area from other places, but you have, like you said, local people. And we have uh, local stores and uh, people in the venue hall and, that are putting out creative output that it's just amazing to go around and see what exactly everybody's doing. The important thing is bring your money because there's plenty of stuff to buy. Like like Shane said, yeah. I got stuff to buy when I get there. Last Stop's going to be there. Uh, JJ Comics. I'm bringing my money to spend it. All. All of it. You'll be walking be miles around the vendor hall. Miles. I'll be walking yeah. in circles. Yeah. And these and guys, guys can attest, I'll want to buy the same place 12 times before I decide to buy it. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that because it might not be there. That's when you see I made it, that mistake. Yes, yes. When you see it, buy it. What, what I think is so cool is so few of our vendors actually have a storefront. So this is such a huge opportunity for artisans and craftsmen and crafts, you know, uh, 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 creators to come in and be in front of 4,500 to 5,000 plus people. This could be their biggest weekend that they do. So, so support those small... You know, it's it's. We can go to Rainbow anytime. We can go to Brookings Comics anytime, and they're going to have a great weekend, and they're going to bring really cool stuff. And we love them, and they're huge supporters of us. Save a little bit of money for the little booth down the row from them. You know, where you can't get that every week when you go into your local comic book store, or every time you go into a Last Stop Scene Shop. Support these smaller people. Such cool things. Um, uh, I'm grabbing something. So this is a cool little thing that is a little lion, right? Oh, Harry wow. Potter lion, handcrafted, that we got last year, two years ago, at uh, four, because last year we just had the online. So just little things like this, you know? I mean, we've got more little trinkets around the house that we've picked up at Supercon, just because they were so unique. You know, don't forget to support the little guy, too, for sure. Dude, we're doing tattoos live this year at the convention. What? Who's doing the yeah. tattoos? Yeah. Uh, Vishnu Bunny. Vishnu, Vishnu Bunny, Bunny awesome. is doing. Is doing. Uh, they'll have two tar- tattoo artists there. They'll have boards of flash. You'll be able to choose from. You'll be able to get a uh, tattoo right at the convention. Because why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's a lot of pressure. But dang. <laughs> uh, as Alex matching stated, Wednesday comic tattoos. Matching Ooh. Wednesday comic tattoos, right there. Huh? I, I told myself like, I would never get Marvin's name on my body, so... I'm not going to get Marvin's <laughs> name on my body. I might get a shadow out face. My name is not on that at the logo, so, I mean... I you can get Joe Pesci yeah. on there. Yeah, I would do the, I would do the Lethal <laughs> Weapon silhouette, for sure. Uh, as Alex stated, bring your money. It's yeah, not, not only can you go and grab uh, things uh, and, and pack your house full of goods, but you can also uh, change your body forever, I guess, so... Go there and yes. get a tattoo. Yes, and, you can. Yeah. Uh, and we're not even mentioning, as you as you mentioned, cosplay, complex, a cosplay contest. Like even just walking around and seeing the amazing things that people are putting together, 
uh, and coming to the convention. I mean, that's a joint itself. It is. It really is, mm-hmm. guys. I didn't. I didn't get it when we started. I didn't get it. I'm all in on cosplay now. Not, you're never going to see me in a costume. I'm always going to be just this crabby old man. That's fine. That's who I am. You know, we all have our destiny, Shane. That's yours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. But man, the craftsmanship, the hours, I mean, they work a year on their costume between conventions. And you'll see some people in a different costume all three days. I mean, the amount of hours that they put in, it's, yeah, it's, it's insane. And, and the passion that they put into this, and, and it's just, it's amazing. Really looking forward to that. Um, dude, uh, the um, Last Stop Steam Shop and Midco Video Game Room, Super Smash Brothers Tournament, Mario Kart Tournament. Um, I think they're having Madden going. They'll have tons of Switch games, PS4, Xbox One. Um, they'll have old stand-up games in there. So, and plus, this year, we're having live streaming. So we'll oh, yeah? Live streaming games. Yeah, yeah. Which I've been we'll seeing uh, on the Facebook page, too, up to the event. Yep, yep. And we've got, um, we've got streamers coming in from three different states that, that will be streaming um, that are part of uh, Captain Cup's team. They're coming out, and they'll, so there'll be um, uh, four live streamers in the game room, which will be a lot of fun. Um, humongous, big, huge, huge Warhammer tournament put on by Turbulent Games out of Parker, South Dakota. Um, and then um, Average Shows Gaming is going to be running a ton of different games. And specifically on Sunday, they're going to be running, you know, um, uh, a Ticket to Ride, uh, Catan, uh, some more family-friendly games, um, stuff that you might end up flipping the table because, you know, your family member beats you in Monopoly or whatever. But there'll be <laughs> games all weekend as well, so... Um, we're excited that Average Joe stepped in. We respect Amanda's decision from Game Chest. They decided to step out. They weren't comfortable being in the convention center this year with the variant. Um, and Average Joe's out of T South Dakota, brand new gaming store, stepped up and said, we got you. We got you, Supercon. We will cover your games. Such a vital part of the, the, the convention. Um, from the very first year at the Graham Cody when they were up in a balcony above the lobby, I don't know if you guys remember that, but our gaming was in a balcony mm-hmm. above the lot. Yeah. That I remember. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's been a big part. So I'm glad we were able to continue that by just reaching out in our own nerd community. And, and as you mentioned, uh, and you brought it up here again, I want to say it's uh, the first time you said it, but uh, 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 we understand that things are going on right now and that maybe you don't feel comfortable going uh, in that kind of, of uh, environment. But uh, it is a, a group of people that are very much looking out for your safety. Uh, everybody who that will be a- attending, we hope that they uh, uh, be safe and make everybody else feel safe uh, with um, ways to keep themselves safe. And then when we get there, uh, like like you were saying, Shane, a lot of fun things to do. And if you uh, it, it's, it'll probably if you're thinking about a, a large event like this, it, it'll probably be one of the most safe ones you can go to because of the people in charge of it, you, Shane, and everybody else, I know have our best interests in mind when we're going to an event like that. So, um, it, it's, it's, it's a thing that, you know, it, this, this, uh, 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 virus has been out there and we thought you, you guys pushed it back to October cause it seemed like enough time and then, uh, stuff happens and, and here we go again. Uh, but you know, at this point there's more things to keep you safe than there was, 
uh, last year especially. So uh, let's go ahead and do those things and go and have a good time October 1st to the 3rd. Absolutely. And and I just want to go back to what I started with before I, before I get out of your hair, man. The culture of respect that our attendees have built for each other. Um, because there were discussions as a staff, what are we going to do? And I just kept saying over and over again to our staff, to Michelle and Tyson, our co-directors, to our board of directors, I know our people. Here we go with the hair still in the end again. Mm-hmm. I know our people. And we're going to respect each other and we're going to protect each other. And we're just going to, we're going to do the right thing. And, and we're going to have a beautiful time. It's, I can't wait to see all the interest. It's been way too long. And, uh, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be fun. And, and thank you for that, Marvin. I, I really appreciate it because we are doing everything that we can in the current environment, um, based on city. Remember, we're in a city, we're in a city owned facility. And so we, we're doing what we can in that facility to keep everyone safe. We actually have sanitizing stations throughout the vendor's hall. We purposely didn't fill some of the booths so you can go in there, sanitize, you know, and, 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 and throughout the hall, you know, you touch stuff all over, go sanitize quick. We're going to have those set up, I think six of them throughout vendor hall. Um, we'll have supercon masks available. Um, and, and this year, every single booth, guys, has uh, pipe and drape, not just behind, but in between the booths. So every oh, perfect. booth is like a little cubby. So we have, we've done everything that we possibly can here. Um, because the honest to God truth is if we had to cancel again, Supercon could not recover financially. Um, that's just God's mm-hmm. honest truth. So we're going to do it. We're going to do it right. We're going to have fun and we're going to be safe. And we're going to go to uh, uh, the burlesque show and have our childhood ruined. Yes. That Deal. sounds so great. And I'm going to explain that cookies are sometimes food, not all the time food. Uh, uh, you know what I'm going to say now? And, and, and Shane, this is this is uh, uh, unsanctioned. So if you don't want to agree with me, don't go ahead and agree with me. But this is unsanctioned. This is Marvin uh, Wednesday Comics opinion. If you love Supercon and love what it's done in the past, but you don't feel safe going, buy an advance ticket to support them. You know, I got to go. Just buy the ticket. And then you, uh, you know what? Next year you show up. Uh, but, you know, it, it's something you don't like. This is a, this is a, a, an event that is nonprofit. It's to support not only uh, the uh, local uh, community, but also provide a place for the local community to be themselves and if that's that's something that can't go away and that's something that's not going to go away and so if you if you don't feel safe going but you like love this in the past and you don't want to go in the and you want to go in the future you know throw them uh you know ten dollars twenty five dollars you know what i'm going to say buy that hundred dollars i mean obviously we don't want them in west pro being uh uh <laughs> nobody in there but you bought all the tickets <laughs> the buy buy for the event we get half yeah we get half. We get half of Midwest All Pro. So yeah, go ahead and buy the hundred. But that's what I recommend. If you feel like oh, I don't know if I want to go, and you're having that decision in your head, you know what? Nobody's going to force you to go. But you know what? Throw a little money their way because then next year uh, we can put it on again. And uh, Shane and everybody uh, would appreciate it uh, um, going forward. And it benefits a good cause. It's not like it's it's going to just go towards nothing. Uh, it, it always benefits a good cause. So. But, you know, if you buy that bracelet and you only want to go for five minutes a day, that's fine. Show up and leave when you want, come back and go when you want. But 
You're missing out if you don't come to this That's what three I'm day weekend. You're going to see us. We're going to be there. We have a show on, on Saturday. Hester. I already talked to all the right people. We got a show on Saturday. You're, if you come to that show, yep. you better have a weekend pass. And even if you're showing <laughs> up for that, even if you're showing up for that ninety right minutes, if you're showing up for ninety minutes, you're paying that weekend pass. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to look at everybody's wrist when they you walk in that well place. Worth. You are well worth. Let's see what's twenty five divided by three. You guys are well worth. You know, uh, you know what? Eight and change, uh, seven dollars a piece. Well worth. Well seven fifty a piece. Boom. <laughs> uh, never had kinder words. <laughs> Made more money just be, be, by being told that it was worth seven bucks. <laughs> and who knows who could show up? At the last second, the two years ago, I asked Phil if he wanted to be on. And he was on last second. So you know, it's all a surprise. Yeah. And uh. As you stated, Shane, it's 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 something that is not only near and dear to your heart and and uh, all the people in this uh, uh, community, but uh, as you mentioned, we've been involved since second year, and we were there first years as just spectators. Um, and it was something too when we first showed up. I, you know, you guys had the thought: could our five hundred people going to show up? When we showed up, it was kind of like, oh, what is this thing? Because we had heard from it from word of mouth, uh, and. Uh, we went there and it was something that I remember leaving. I think I either Alex or Garrett, I was just like, that's cool. I wish, I hope they do it again. So let's make that a reality and hope that they always do it again. October 1st to the 3rd this year, supercon.com to buy tickets, $10 per day or $25 for the whole weekend. Like I said, that $10, you shouldn't even hover your, your mouse over it. $25, you throw that in, you buy the weekend pass, you show up, uh, at Friday, Saturday and Sunday, Saturday, the big show. For Sunday, the uh, Subaru uh, family day. And then Friday is a little taste. So, um, yeah. very exciting stuff here, Shane. Very excited that you guys are putting it on. Uh, and uh, we will uh, be there. And we uh, hope that everybody else shows up uh, October 1st to the 3rd, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, at the uh, Denny Premier uh, Center. By the way, thing keeps moving because it's getting so big. You know, you, you, everybody here uh, likes music. You got to get in the indie band early when they're when they're small. It's now we're getting to the kind of the guy signed by a label, but you can still get in, right? <laughs> <laughs> guy, this is the first year, realistically, when Brian and I sat down and plotted out the future of Supercon. I thought that year five would be our first year in the convention center. So for this to be our third year in the convention center, um. The, if it pre-pandemic we were planning for seventy-five hundred people, um, we had twelve hundred the first year. Four years later, pre-pandemic we were planning for seventy-five hundred people. Damn! I think this is something that's people. been missing in someone and everyone's life now for two years. I am so hyped for it. I am so prepared, and I am prepared. But I cannot wait to step foot <laughs> in that building. Cannot wait to do my purchases to see these artists and writers and other celebrities that are being brought in. I've told Marvin and Garrett every time we do this, I cannot wait now until the next year for us to do this because now I've got to wait 365 days just to get back in this building to have the same enjoyment and the same love that is felt every year. And I said this on the show two years ago when the last time it was in person, the first three years ago we did the show with Phil and then the, the next year we came back and I was like, that a, a live show to put together. For, you know, I don't even know how the hell you're doing three days of this whole Supercon thing. I would go crazy. But <laughs> to put together 90 <laughs> minutes of entertainment uh, was a lot of work. So the second year, we were just like, they asked, you guys asked us if we wanted to do something. And I was like, you know what? We'll just have a booth, you know. 
And I think we left that night. And I told these guys, I go, we're always doing a live show because the energy in that Supercon is such at a point where by the end of the night, I'm ready to do a show. So uh, I, it's a very inviting. It's very friendly. And you're in an area where everybody shares interests the same as you. And it's definitely, as uh, Alex put it, one of the things you don't want to miss every year. So excited. My favorite you 100%. If you guys can grab someone um, that may be a little bit off your radar, I've had an opportunity to speak with him and email back and forth with him for a year now. His name is Terry Pavlet, and Terry uh, did does much of the uh, TSR D&D art. Um, he is one of the funniest storytellers I've, I've in my life that I've met. I don't care genre. I don't care what. This guy is is a hoot, and um, uh, I'm really looking forward to his panel um, just to hear him tell stories. He's this He's like this mountain of a man, this big beard, hands like ham hock, and draws these beautiful detailed, you know, if you've ever seen some of the TSR work or some of the work in Dungeons and Dragons, the Dungeon Master books or the um, uh, Monster Guide, uh, uh, this guy's an amazing artist. and He's been trying to get into Supercon for three years. He's just up the road in Wisconsin, and I'm like, Terry, yes, come, please. And uh, he's going to be a lot of fun to meet, I think. Uh, so if you get a chance to visit with him, um, I think he'd be a great because he'd never know what the hell he'd say. That's the whole thing. I talked to him. You know, I don't know where the fucking story's going. Excuse my language. I don't know where the story's going. You know, it's it's a dead cadaver in a, in a, you know in chickens in an overhead coop, and, and you know you never know. So, uh, funny man. Um, you're really looking forward to meeting him in person. Uh, just one of the many new guests that we're bringing in this year. And that's what's exciting. It's always new guests, always new entertainment, but some of that same those same things that you love seeing every year. So, so looking forward to it. It's going to be the best time. Uh, Supercon yeah, 20... Also, oh, oh, go ahead. Shoot. Yep, go ahead. I didn't even mention Charlie Schlatter. And Charlie Schlatter um, uh, is, is one of our uh, premier guests this year. Um, so, 18 again was Charlie's first burst out of the scene. Um, playing, uh, He switched bodies with George Burns in that movie. Um, uh, George Burns went into his body. It was one of the first each switch movies that were really big in the eighties. And Charlie became a superstar because he had to portray 80 year old George Burns in a teenage body. He had to act not only as this character on the screen, but this character being possessed by George Burns. Um, then he went on to play Ferris Bueller on TV opposite of Jennifer Aniston, who played his girlfriend. It was her first big break. Um, he went on for years as Dick Van Dyke's co-star on Diagnosis Murder. He's the lawyer on Shameless. He's voiced a million characters on Nickelodeon. Um, uh, um, he is the voice of The Flash um, uh, uh, in animation and in Lego animation. And, little known fact, he's the voice of the Honey Nut Cheerio Bee. Um, so, uh, Charlie, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, the lawyer, he's the lawyer on Shameless. If you watch Shameless, he's, he's their shady lawyer on that. Um, so, yeah, he's going to be there in... in, in He's got a ton of stories, too. He's doing a couple of different panels, so looking forward to seeing him here. It says here also the official voice for E.T. What? Of who? E.T. The extraterrestrial. Yes. There you go. What? Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, Supercon, uh, Heroes, uh, Homecoming, uh, October 1st to the 3rd. 
of this year. Go to supercon.com and click on the buy tickets uh, link to purchase the ticket. Ten dollars a day or twenty five dollars for the whole weekend. Like I stated, let's not let's not uh, mess around here. Twenty five dollars, get it for the whole weekend. There, if you're gonna go to the wrestling event, that's a separate omission. And uh, packages, uh, excuse me, tickets start at uh, fifteen in advance, twenty dollars a day of the show. Uh, front row twenty twenty five. Uh, so go ahead and go to supercon.com. Get your tickets today. Uh, before tomorrow. I actually stay at a shame. going to be a will call. It's going to be faster. You can get in there. So uh, hey, uh, buy it today. Get in quicker and uh, experience Supercon. Uh, the, as as they say, like the, you just said, it, the guy uh, plays the Flash, get in there quick. Get in there like uh, Wally West. So. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, the dad joke. We end with the dad joke. <laughs> That's how Marvin rolls. Then <laughs> so. thank you. There we go, X-Men, uh, the new X-Men, uh, number 116 there, part of our book club. Apologies if anybody just heard what it was, uh, I think, uh, Cassandra Nova trying to uh, sabotage this podcast, uh, but I unplugged my mic, plugged it back in, and the stack went away. I don't know what that was. It just happened out of nowhere, and uh, it was getting worse and worse and worse, <laughs> and I was like, is it them? Is it me? Because I even turned you guys down at one point. I was like, well, it's not them. It has to be me, so uh, apologies for that. Um, I'll try to get it. I'll try to take it out as much as you can. You might not even hear it, so we'll see. As I guess I can't hear anything on our end. I could hear a little something, but barely. I took the recording. It's on the recording, so they'll hear it. They'll hear it. Uh, the next issue in uh the run is going to be the 2001 annual. Uh, before it continues on with uh the actual 117. Um, 117, and then that would be the. Are last we going to are we the annual then next week? Yes. Okay. Is it not in the trade you you read? No, it's it's in my trade. I'm just making sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll just read, finish off the trade. Okay. So, here we go. New X Men. Uh, as you said, Garrett, uh, I'm gonna give it a rating. Fantastic stuff. Uh, strong nine. You know what? Ten for that fucking drive by. I like that drive by. So, what's it coming? Six zero five at gmail.com. That's the email address. Six zero five two one five eight two forty nine. That's the uh, phone number. Uh to call us and leave a voicemail or you go to wednesdaycomics.com and click on the message button always can leave us a message that way or go to the website and get yourself some swag as i just stated uh alex it is fall weather so get a sweater you know get a nice little uh uh pullover sweater uh zip up sweater whatever you want to do there so i already got myself my hoodie i'm ready let's do it there you go uh while you're on the website also subscribe to the show you can subscribe in many ways uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, even directly on the Anchor website, Amazon Podcasts, whatever you want to do. Audible.com, if you're a fan of Audible, and you know what, get a stress read through Audible. You get the Audible app, you can get podcasts and a book. You know what book I'm going to recommend right now? The Jungle Book. As uh, Alex has the Jungle Book in his in his uh, uh, little, uh, what's that guy called? Bagheera. Mm, Mufasa. So uh, go ahead and, um, you know what, <laughs> Mufasa versus Bagheera. Mufasa wins every day. We we can you around here. Agreed, agreed. I was never going to disagree with that one. I mean, unless he's on a cliff. So yeah, and having to climb up and then Bulgaria can go long live the king and drops him. What's his name again? Bulgaria. But <laughs> no, I'm, you're not going to trap me into saying it again. I've never seen that uh, movie before. So you've never seen the Jungle Book? Would you live under a rock? Now listen, I've seen the live action 1997 one. Uh, or 90s one, but I've never seen the new live action one, or 
you know what I might have I might have seen the animated one when I was a kid, but I don't remember any of it. So, do you uh, remember Bambi? Uh, I do remember Bambi. Um, I remember oh, watching. Oh God, I knew it. Bambi and uh, uh, I remember the old Bambi versus Godzilla cartoon. You ever seen that? Mm, there you go. It was in front of uh, Godzilla in 1985. So, uh, speaking of Godzilla, someone else who's a monster of the deep, uh, Roots of the Swamp Thing.com, your definitive source for all things Swamp Thing. The Avatar of the Green sleeps for no man and also uh, sleeps in a swamp, uh, kind of like Kermit the Frog. So, go to Roots of the Swamp Thing.com for more information on Swampy. Uh, while you're also on the internet, you can go over and go to RamComicsAndCars.com for thank you for sponsoring the. Uh, Focus forecast. And then while you're there, also go to supercon.com and buy your tickets. Like I said, let's not fuck around here. I know Shane's not. He he gave us a nice interview a little bit ago, but I'm going to let you know. And I told you this is unsanctioned. Even if you can't go, throw the guy 25 bucks. You know what I mean? The supercon, if you want to see hat 2022, throw him 25 bucks. And if you're going to be going, none of this $10 bullshit. Buy the whole weekend pass. You know, they're trying to be nice with the $10, but guess what? Alex. You go 150% more, you're in the whole weekend. I'm sold. You didn't have to tell me that. I'm sold. You know what we'll talk about later. I'll sell you on it. Um, I bet I'm going to sell you on it. So, uh, fantastic uh, books this week, as you mentioned, Alex. And uh, I feel like uh, I'm pumped. Supercon should have been tomorrow. I would have been there in a, a split second. You know what? It could have been right now, middle of the night. I would have been there right now. So, uh, uh, But I'm excited. October 1st to the 3rd, supercon.com. Go there for more information. And WednesdayComics.com. Go there once again and subscribe to the show. Tell your friends about the show. You know what? Tell them. You know, tell, go on the website and say, you know what? I talked to a historian. I talked to a meteorologist. And I also talked to a clown. And I said, hey, I want to ask you a weather question. But before I get to that weather question, I'm to ask you a question about WednesdayComics.com. Is it the best website you've ever been to in the world? And is it the best podcast you ever listened to? The clown said yes. The meteorologist said yes. And the historian said, let me think about it. And uh, you're right, Alex. I had to kick his ass. So Nice. And, uh, you know, I'll, tell, I'll teach him how to remember history. For Wednesday Comics, my name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone stay healthy and keep turning those pages. Come on.